Welcome to the Ford Marketing Podcast, the podcast that covers internet marketing strategies and leadership tactics to move your business forward with your host, Joshua Jarvis. Hey, and welcome back to Ford Marketing Podcast. That's the number four, RD Marketing. And you can reach us online at fordmarketing.com slash podcast. That's where all the show notes are. And if I mention any links or have any resources, then that's where all of those are located. Uh, as And also, uh, as we always ask, if you love the podcast, if you like what I'm doing, the best way to do that is share the podcast as well as go to iTunes and leave a review. So uh, last week we talked about CRMs and basically the client relationship manager, your database and your business is your database. That's the thing that makes it sellable. That's the thing that makes it attractive to others. Um, when you see multi-million dollars or billion dollars, you know why is Facebook worth a billion dollars when uh, its revenue is not there, right? That's sort of you know tech companies defy all sort of business logic, as it were, because uh, why are these companies worth so much? when they're not generating revenue? Well, it's because they have a database. They have users, and those database of users are very valuable. Um, there's information that can be obtained. There's things that you could do with them. You There is a hope for monetization in the future off of that revenue, so off those uh, those users. So same thing goes for your business. So whether you have a lawn care business, real estate business, whatever, you need a database. And so that was what last week's episode was about. If you wanna listen in, basically tells you some, some uh, some key things to look for in a CRM uh, or client relationship manager or database, depending on how you want to word it. Uh, but basically, it gave you some tips on that. So that's uh, something to look for. One of those things that I said you should look for is some automation or automatic plans inside the CRM. So things that, like when you get a lead, for instance, um, like very basic stuff, like uh, in Gmail, for instance, I can set a uh, you know something when I go on vacation and when I go on vacation, you send me an email that says, hey, I'm out of the office from such and such to such and such and tells you what to do. So that's an autoresponder. That's a plan. That's an automatic plan. And it's very, very basic. You can do that inside of Gmail. Well, what I'm saying is that there are plans out there that have multiple steps, uh, can assign tasks, can do other things. And this is really what uh, I am sort of suggesting. So today's episode is the nine plans or automatic plans uh, your CRM should automate. So the nine things you should do in your business, uh, and this is for all businesses. This is not a real estate specific podcast today. Uh, this is in every business. And um, I looked at a lot of CRMs and many of them do this. Um, some of them do it better than others, but this is really w what Happens. So the first one is uh, immediate lead follow-up. So that's really one of the things that is huge. So when someone fills out a contact you form, when someone fills out your lead generation form, whatever that is, um, when someone calls in, whatever it is, the very first touch the lead gets, what is, I mean, the very first experience the lead gets, what happens? Now, see on Facebook, if you get a lead and they go through your messenger, messenger already has that first step built in. In fact, um, there's very common, I'll get a message at 2 a.m. on my Facebook page and it'll say, you know, hey, I'm not right here right now. You can text me at this number because that's what I set it to do. And so it's got that first step. This is that autoresponder thing I was telling you about, um, but I think you can go a little bit deeper. So the very first thing that you want, the very first plan that you might want to implement is 
the very first, uh, what happens when a new lead comes in. And uh, what I recommend is that you text, email, and phone call. Um, statistics are all over the internet about how quickly you need to respond to new leads, particularly internet leads. Uh, if you don't respond in the first five minutes, then basically you're in a race for the next one to two years, depending on your type of business and the type of turnaround time. So uh, I, that particular stat was for real estate. So if you get a uh, internet lead as a real estate agent, you have five minutes to follow up. If you miss your five minute window, it's exponential. It's not just like like standard multiplication. It's almost exponential uh, how like what the likelihood of you being able to touch them is, is it goes down exponentially. So uh, every minute that passes. And so if you waited 30 minutes, if you waited two hours, then the likelihood of you being able to convert this person goes down very, very far. So the first thing you want to do is set up something in your CRM. So when someone contacts you, you're able to say, hey, I got your information and here's what's going to happen next. Uh, in fact, uh, the shorter, the better is usually the rule of thumb with all of these sort of automatic uh, follow-ups. The, but the reality of it is, is that you also want to give them uh, what's the next step. What's the, what, you know, set their expectations, you know, hey, thanks for, thanks for reaching out. I will be with, I'll call you today. You know, that way they know they're expecting a phone call. So you could send that via text. You can send that via email. And if your if your CRM does both text and email, which is what uh, I suggested last week, then you're going to be in really good shape. So you want something that has, like I said, that can set that brand new lead up to expect your phone call, to expect the very next action to happen. The next thing is uh, is actually assigning the lead to a salesperson. So if you have a large business, like I said, whether you're a lawn care person, an insurance agent, whatever, when the lead comes in. Uh, really the first thing that might should happen instead of not just the not just the autoresponder but uh being assigned to the salesperson now you get bonus points if you have different lead sources and different lead types and you have different lead specialists so like in real estate you can do things locally uh you could say hey this is my uh city a specialist and city b specialist you know and so that the lead router uh, when a lead comes in if it's tagged that way it goes one way or another that's a great way to do things. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, so like if you're in insurance, you could do the same thing, you know, hey, this is a commercial insurance lead. So it goes to my commercial insurance person uh, versus my uh, sort of home and auto person. So uh, there's ways to do that. Um, not every lead source is going to be that way and be that, be that, uh, have that ability, but it just lets you get a little bit finer details so that when you respond, especially if you create an automatic plan, like I'm suggesting, that when you respond, it says uh, something to the context that they're actually asking in. So someone asking for home insurance doesn't get the, hey, tell me more about your business email and likewise. So just some things to think about when you get a brand new lead and you know you want to assign it to the right person, you want to have a follow-up plan. Now, uh, a little word about follow-up. Uh, there's a study out there that says financial planners, uh, if they don't get them in the first try, uh, meaning brand new customers and the first like first phone call basically it could take anywhere from 13 to 17 phone calls before someone could convert so when you ask yourself how often should i follow up uh the answer is really going to be never is never enough you can never over follow up on someone uh, now you can be a pest uh you can be really annoying 
multiple emails in a day might be annoying. Uh, but what I found is that if you are coming from a place of contribution and when you call and you text and you email, when you touch them even on a daily basis, even multiple times a day, that if you're coming from that, hey, I just wanted to try to catch up with you, that sort of thing, hey, did you get my email? Um, so those sort of things uh, that you're going to have success. And there's a certain number of people that are going to be annoyed. They probably would have been annoyed no matter what you did. So you just, just get over it and do that. So uh, the other thing is, is uh, once, so so that's two. So I gave you two things that you think you should do. Here's number four, or here's <laughs> number three. <laughs> Apparently I can't count. I need that to be automated. Uh, so the next one is um, basically helping you with the funnel. So this kind of all goes together. A new lead comes in and it gets assigned to a new agent, a sales agent, uh, and it's getting communicated with, right? So it's already being communicated with. The sales agent really hasn't done a whole lot yet. Uh, however, if you have a really good CRM, it actually has your funnels in it. So every business has a sales funnel, uh, whether they want to say it or not, they do. Like they may not have actually articulated it and said, hey, each stage uh, of our funnel is this, uh, but they're just basically sales stages, you know, so it's the pursuit of a client. It's the conversion of a client. This person has agreed to use you. Um, so that's a different stage. They've, they've already come to an agreement to use you, like whether that's a written signed agreement or whether that's verbal, uh, you know, you, some people have the pursuit. So that's the, the follow-up pro program. And then an appointment is made. And so that's a separate sort of entity. What happens after the appointment? Do we do business or not? If we decide to do business, what's the next thing to do to execute on that business? Is there a contract that gets signed? Is there work that needs to be done? Uh, what happens then? And then there's also sort of that closing sequence. You know, hey, uh, what happens once uh, once money is exchanged for services? What you know, What happens in all that? And then frankly, there could be another plan. And so I'm kind of giving away some of my plans in here in this whole thing, but to explain the funnel, but really each, uh, there's a stage for each business. And really what you need to think about, the most important, I think, as far as automation is concerned, is probably that first stage, that's the pursuit, so that your salespeople are always on top of it. It lets them know how long to follow up, all of that. But you know, the best CRMs, uh, have the automation feature to where you can turn you can turn off the pursuit uh, plan and turn on the sort of appointment plan or the um, you know the execution phase or whatever it is that you sort of the words that you use um, in your business. There, are, like I said, there are different phases, stages, and it's all like I said, it's all a funnel. So as they funnel towards the you know closing, if you will. So so you want something that sort of uh, reinforces your funnel, uh, and like I said, bonus points if uh, if it helps you sort of by type. You know, if there's multiple sort of trees in your funnel, as far as someone someone says, "Hey, I would like to use your service," like so the, the insurance agent, you know, they've got pursuit. You've made contact. What type of service do they need? They need these three types of insurances, and then all of a sudden, there's a new plan that's applied. So that's a bonus point if your CRM does that. Um, and like I said, many of them do. Uh, some of them don't, but many of them do. And there's some workarounds, but that's just something to help sort of spur your mind into thinking. Uh, one of my favorite things about um, some of the CRMs is when it comes to um, behavioral analysis. And that's, you really don't find those in sort of like the infusion softs of the world. Um, but basically, 
Do you, you want a plan that follows up? This is number four, ha- helps you uh, with your hot leads. So when you get a brand new lead that comes in, uh, a brand new opportunity, how do you know and how do you stay on top? What about someone that you weren't able to reach and then you needed to follow up again? Like, so maybe they put their buying time, buying thing on hold. I do this a lot with some tools that I want. Sometimes I'll do a test, a trial test to see uh, if I like it. Do I want to use this with my clients? And then, um, you know, maybe the budget's not there or maybe the use case isn't there. You know, this, this social media tool isn't there because I don't have a lot of clients that want that. And so I'm just going to put this on the back burner, but I might come back to it in six months and buy it. And that's very typical of my buying process for a lot of things. And so uh, a lot of people are like that. Um, I can't count how many times over 15 years ahead, um, you know, home buyers and home sellers reach out to me and say they wanted to move. And then something happened and they put it off. And the way, I mean, with home, you know, home purchase, uh, something happens, you miss a season you renew your lease and then it's a whole nother year, you know, before something happens. And so how do you stay on top of that? Um, so you can build those things in, you can build those plans in, um, you know, set a reminder to review someone's account every 30 days or every 60 days or whatever it is. So you could do that. That's pretty manual. You could do that. Um, but some of the CRMs, like the best ones have an automatic feature where it says where it tracks the user on your on your website. And so when they come back to view listings, uh, if you're in real estate, they come back to view your products, if you've got e-commerce, or if they just come back to your site. Even if you were, I used the lawn care person, um, this stuff exists all over the internet. So it's very easy if you have a website and you've registered the user on your website, all, and that you can do this all with a very uh, easy copy and paste script that you put on your website, and it'll actually track the users when they come back. and uh, I, I, there was a tool, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now, and I don't want you guys to hear me click around and pause, uh, but there's a tool, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, um, that lets you do this, and I just love it. It's like automatic or something like that, and uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty cost, I mean, it's like 50 bucks a month, I think, and you can put this script on your site and just track people as a uh, as they come and go, and you can pre- you can create um, plans and all this sto- all these sort of things. Uh, it doesn't work as a CRM necessarily. It's sort of in addition to your CRM. And so for you to be accomplish all these things, if you're like, oh man, Josh, I love what you did. I'm going to I'm going to execute every single one of these plans. Well, you're probably going to need some additional tools to do that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I wanted to get all this information out because. It's funny, I'll get a call for someone that wants me to do, uh, say, SEO for them or, you know, growth hacking or digital marketing or whatever it is. And then as I'm consulting with them, I'm finding out they don't have uh, a basic database. They don't have a basic system to follow up. So it doesn't matter how many leads I sort of send them or create a a way for them to get. It doesn't it doesn't help because, you know, they can't handle 50 leads, let alone 100, uh, you know, on that thing. So anyway, hot leads. You need to figure out a way so that the hot leads are something that you can always put in front of your salespeople. Who should you follow up with? Um, sometimes it's the proximity of the time they visit the site or made their inquiry. And sometimes it's uh, because of some sort of behavior they're exhibiting on your website. And those are some great ways to sort of check that. So uh, those people that stay. Uh, so the next one is you want a long, this is sort of in addition to this is a long-term nurture program. So 
just as we were saying, it'd be really nice if you had some sort of behavioral plan where, you know, if someone wanted to, you know, let's say they clicked on a shopping cart and they abandoned it. And that's a behavior that you could remind them about. Hey, you know, you left your shopping cart open. Do you, do you want us to keep it at the register for you? You know, something like that um, is the nurture plan. So a nurture plan is basically pretty straightforward. It's um, we used to have a saying we want to follow up on a home buyer lead until they buy or die. And that's basically what you want to do with every opportunity that comes through your door is you want to follow up until they tell you not to. Uh, a lot of times it's hard to scale that if you have a really uh, sort of high transaction sort of business. Um, but the reality of it is you want to stay in touch with them until they tell you tell you to go away or until the email bounces or the phone number no longer works. And so uh, you can build out these plans. Um, a lot of them will let you copy and paste actions. Um, but basically you want to build it out to where your salespeople are touching this lead every month. Uh, maybe they're getting a newsletter um, there's a, um, a, uh, uh, in real estate, uh, the number one real estate franchise right now in the U S is Keller Williams. They say to touch the person 33 times a, a, a year. And so you could do that. You could build out a 33 touch program in your CRM so that you're, you know, you're emailing, you're texting, you're making, you're being reminded to phone call them. Um, you know, they're added to your holiday a postcard plan or whatever it is and so that you're always staying in touch with them the key to the nurture though is that at some point you know you get tired of doing the plan you're like 365 days of plans whoo uh, that you need something that sort of lets you renew the plan or so that it doesn't terminate you know the plan runs out and then you don't follow up on them so for these financial businesses or for real estate you know the customer turnover like the number of times someone might might be able to use your services is really long term and real estate could be seven to 10 years. So that could be seven years of follow up before you get, uh, before they're able to do anything again. And so you want something that's going to be constantly so you can always do that. In fact, this nurture plan probably is the most prof outside of the initial contact plan. Uh, this nurture plan is probably the most profitable thing that you could do. Appointment reminders is another plan. We, when we talked about the, the funnel, we said, Hey, you know, there's this sort of pursuit stage and then you've set the appointment. And so appointment reminders are, um, you know, sort of standard in a lot of CRMs, but I also see it missing from a lot of CRMs. And so, uh, you want a plan, uh, you don't want to just say, Hey, I'll send you a calendar invite. Although that's what we do. And, you know, frankly, that could be enough for a lot of things, but I think for a business that has a sales staff, um, that wants to run systems, I do think they need an appointment plan. And the appointment plan could go like this. Uh, it could be an email that says, hey, looking forward to our appointment. Thank you for just you know confirming, hey, I'm going to see you on this Thursday. Here's the calendar invite. And then follow up with another email that says, uh, you know, a few days before, just want to remind you, I'm looking forward to meeting you. And it could be a text in, in there as well. Looking forward to seeing you there. I've secured a space. Typically, what I've seen in these appointment plans are two different types of approaches. I mean, I'm sure there's more than that, but uh, one of them is um, trying to, to reinforce the value of the appointment so that you don't have a lot of no-shows. Uh, the other thing is, is that you could also do some pre-qualification or some sort of homework, so to speak, before something happens. So, like, you could send out a, an email, 
hey, looking forward to seeing you this Thursday. We set the appointment last Friday. And uh, in order for us to have the best meeting, please fill out this questionnaire, you know, whatever it is. Um, or be sure to be, you know, give someone some instructions. It just sort of reinforces the appointment. And I think it's very, pretty val- valid. This is why when I go back to the last week's episode, you need the text and the email uh, to be going out because, um, you know, you really want these appointments to show up. There's nothing worse than having, you know, it's, it's one thing to be stood up. Um, you know, it's, it's just awful when you have this appointment, you've prepared for it and then they don't show up. So an appointment plan is really another good one. Uh, some of the stuff at the end of your funnel, people normally drop the ball. In fact, uh, when polled, in particular real estate agents, uh, when polled, clients said, I think 85 or 90% of the time, they would actually use the agent that helped them buy or sell the house in the beginning, but the agent never followed up, and so they forgot who it was. Big, big, big mistake. Um, and every business should be doing this. So I'm going to say customer review plan, um, sort of a satisfaction plan. So when someone closes business with you, you've you know you've given them the receipt for the for the services. So again, it doesn't matter what kind of business this is, um, that they've done business with you. What's your follow up program? Is it like the app store where you know you, hey review us, you downloaded this, please review us. You know, is it like Amazon? Hey, you bought this, please review us. Or is it actually something a little bit more in depth? Is it uh, we want to know more about your service. Please let us know. And if they give you some sort of good response, so like our Ford local service uh, does this, is that if uh, it sends out an email and says, hey, please rate us on a scale of one to five. And if they rate, say, a three, then they get taken to a form. Oh, tell us why that you rated us that way. If they rate you a five, they get taken to another place that says, uh, please uh, please review us on Google or Facebook or Yelp or wherever else this business has wanted it. So uh, you want a plan like that. You don't necessarily, in order to implement this, you don't necessarily need uh, like the tool for local. Uh, there's a bunch of them that do this. You don't necessarily need their tools to do this. You could actually create, if you can create the email, then you can do this on your own. Uh, you just want to make sure that you do, you are doing something to generate these reviews because they help you in the long term. Um, as well as uh, helps you identify what's going on. Like sometimes they'll highlight a particular person on your team and that's just great. And if you don't have a process dedicated to it, um, then, you know, it doesn't get done. So there's that. Uh, It's also another opportunity to do the other thing I'm going to recommend, which is a referral generation plan. So let's say you have a referral program. Um, I know a lot of contractors, particularly like roofers and um, some other ones, uh, have this sort of like if you refer a friend thing, kind of like an affiliate program in the internet world. Um, but you could also do this as well. So say, hey, would you rate me? Hey, how would you rate our, our service? Oh, you rated a five. That's fantastic. Who you know, who do you know that we could help? You know, and then or you could do a part of your newsletter. Hey, don't forget we've got a uh, you know ten percent coupon to all your friends and family. Please don't share this online. Something like that makes it sound a little bit scarce. But at the same time, you're generating referrals. So some sort of plan for, you know, to me, referral generation makes the most sense, um, but sort of the after-sale plan. So it could be anything else. It could be an upsell for a program uh, for your product or service. It could be, um, you know, an add-on or something else as well. Uh, But typically speaking, people are sort of abandoned. And once a client is closed, they sort of abandon uh, any systems or processes that would be, 
designed around that person sort of serving their needs because you've already been paid, you've, it's already been closed out. Um, another plan that you should have as a default for anybody that's listening is the birthday holiday plan. And what that means is that every time that you get a new client, you should be asking them, what's their birthday? And you should also have some sort of plan for their holiday. Now, here's the pro tip for listening to the podcast is that everyone does this on the, on the holidays, right? They send out these happy 4th of July, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, all that. And um, to be honest with you, I don't read those. In fact, I think I click spam more often on the holiday ones than I do anything else. So this goes back to why the text and the emails are so important uh, because if you're able to do this, what you could do is send a text and say, hey, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Here's, again, the pro tip is this. Do not brand it. Don't say, like, uh, I got this text on my birthday from an, from an inspector and it, it was like an ad and it was like all this stuff from her signature and like, no, I don't need that. That that felt I almost felt violated when I got that. So you don't want to do that. You literally want, you just want to make it look like it's a person that's from your company, just saying, "Hey, wanted to wish you, you know, whatever it is," and and be done with it. So again, the key to this, said at the beginning of the whole of the whole episode, is to be uh, sort of concise and short and to the point. Uh, if you do that, most people will tolerate you spend, sending a lot of messages to them over and over and over again. So uh, we talked about nurture, we talked about uh, appointment reminders, customer reviews, referral, referral generation, a birthday holiday plan, we talked about hot leads, we talked about uh, sales funnel, assigning the leads, and an immediate lead follow-up plan. So those are your plans for your, uh, that your CRN should be automating, uh, and these are all sort of low-tech things that you should be able to do with your CRM. They're not super advanced. They're not, um, like I said, uh, kudos to those that have uh, sort of behavioral analysis in the background that can help prompt you to those things. Um, and uh, and that's pretty much it. So uh, I wanted to just kind of cover this with you. I really think automation is going to be the way um, a lot of businesses excel in the future. I really think this is a big thing uh, and, and one of the, one of the other things that's big right now is the worth word growth marketing. So next week's episode is going to be about growth marketing. Uh, we're going to get into what it is, uh, and what are some techniques or things that you can learn from growth marketers that you can implement in your business. And here's the hint. Uh, it's stuff that you probably have already heard about, but didn't realize that growth marketers were, or growth hackers were calling, uh, pulling these things together and calling it as if that was their tools. So be sure to tune in next week when we go over what is growth hacking. And thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, you have any requests, uh, or you just want a dialogue, you can always email me at joshua at fordmarketing.com. That's the number four, RD marketing. That's four, RD marketing.com. <laughs>